what's up everybody welcome back to nursing uncharted the podcast that introduces nurses to all different types of nursing all different ways that we can use this license thank you so much for listening today we have a great episode today um it's a conversation that we've wanted to have for a long time so i'm really excited um really interested in this topic it's a realm of nursing that all of us are aware of that we work with um you know all the time and have some sort of understanding about um but maybe not a deep understanding and that is nurse management um so we know you know we work with nurse management but we may have never delved deeper into what it takes or maybe you've molded the idea over uh, about management but you're not sure if it's right for you or maybe you just kind of want to a better understanding of the role to give some perspective to your own unit. So here to give us some perspective on nurse management is Katie English. Katie is currently a clinical nurse manager in a pediatric cardiac ICU. She first came to love peds and nursing as a CNA and then started as, as a new grad in a CICU and never looked back. While working bedside, Katie often served as preceptor, which is where her passion for mentorship really started developing. She also worked as a clinical instructor for a period of time, too. Katie loves to spend time outdoors or exploring new restaurants with friends or family. Katie, thank you for coming to talk to us about nurse management. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Maggie. I am so excited to be here. And I know, as you said, it's been a while. We've been looking forward to this conversation for a while. So I'm grateful to be here with you today. Yeah. So I met Katie at NTI um, the critical care conference back in May. So, I mean, we've really wow. wanted to get on this since May. So I'm so, I'm so happy to have you here today. Yes. So I kind of want to just like jump in a little bit about you and like what, what really made you wanted to, to get into management and how long have you been in, in management so far? Yeah, happy to share. So um, as you mentioned at the beginning, I started, um, you know, working bedside in a CICU and was loving that was, you know, precepting and really growing in my practice there. Um, And then had the opportunity and interim uh, manager position um, and I know they're called different things at different places. So it's kind of like a frontline manager position became available in an interim capacity. And it was something that I was just curious about. Um, And so I wanted to see a little bit more hands on what it was. It was kind of nice that it was interim. So I felt like I could try it on. And if I didn't like it, could step out of it and, and take it that way. Um, I also was nights and working nights Mm -hmm. and it was for the night shift position. And I felt there weren't really other folks stepping forward. And so I really wanted to make sure that whoever was in that role um, knew our night culture, knew the challenges that we were facing as a night team. And so I felt really strongly that we kind of needed one of our own to do that. And so I, I, I said, well, I guess, I guess it could be me. Yeah. <laughs> so I stepped in, um, in that way. And then um, as the interim period wrapped up, um, there was some movement on the team. So there was an opportunity mm-hmm for me to, um, to stay. And so I decided that I was liking it and still learning a lot and, um, and being kind of challenged in different ways. So, so yeah. I stayed and, um, and have been working as a manager in a couple of different capacities ever since. So that was about three years ago. Okay. Um, and so still learning a lot and still, still here doing it. <laughs> yeah. How was it like, you know, moving from a bed as a bedside nurse position to 
you know, and working alongside your coworkers to now having this, you know, additional, like authoritative, I guess, presence, like, was that, did that make it easy or did it make it, you know, more difficult? Like what, what was that like for you? Sure. Sure. That's a great question. Um, a couple of things that come to mind. One is that I, um, became a nurse because I love taking care of patients. And so there was that challenge for me kind of, as I mentioned, it wasn't that I was necessarily like, mm. I set out to be a nurse manager, right? I was still loving patient care yeah. and still doing that and had an honest some conflicting feelings about, am I ready to leave bedside? Do I want to leave bedside? This is really what I had set out to do. And now I'm stepping away from that. And so there were some, you know, thoughtful conversations about that. Um, and then to your point also of then becoming, um, a formal leader to my group of peers, which can be a challenging transition. I think, um, it's all about, authenticity. You know, I think I was, I like to think that I was a great, um, member of the team. I had, um, the confidence and the trust of the people that I worked with. And so I was able to carry that through with me into that leadership role. Um, but it can be, it can be a tough transition and depending, I mean, every unit has its own dynamics. And so Mm -hmm. I think, um, part of my coming to leadership was, um, kind of through those good intentions, like I said, really wanting to advocate for my team. And I think that was well, well felt. Um, Mm. but depending on other people's situations, it can, it's definitely something to be aware of, um, because it can be a tricky thing depending on what conversations come up. Yeah. We have, um, just in my, in my, uh, you know, work environment, we also have interim managers too. And it's a good, I think as a, as a floor nurse, it's a nice, thing to see when you see somebody like a, um, well, we have Clin fours. I don't know how <laughs> it works over, you know, clinical ladder, somebody that's higher up that, you know, assumes that role. You kind of are like, okay, that makes sense. You know? And, yeah. and instead of having somebody like maybe from another unit or, or something come on, I think that it does give people a little bit of peace knowing that they know the population, they know the nurses, they, they, you know, work alongside us and they, you know, we're just at the bedside. So they know like exactly what we are going through. And, you know, I think that that piece probably really helps. Yeah, absolutely. I think anyone wants, you want the people that you work with, whether, you know, it's your, your leadership team or someone alongside you, you want to know that they, they know you and they understand what you're going through and they know the challenges that you're facing um, one, just to provide that kind of in the moment support and also to provide that advocacy, right. Um, yeah. and being able to speak to really the specifics and, and problem solve in a really more meaningful way. Yeah. You, so you've been doing this for about three years now mm-hmm. and is it different, different, um, environments. So like you started in the cardiac and now you're in peds. Yeah. So I had, I've always been in peds. Um, I've spent some time in in one cardiac ICU and then I did spend some time in primary care, which was, um, a really great learning opportunity. And then I had the opportunity to go back into a CICU. So have seen a couple of different, um, environments that way. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, that's that the last three years have been really hard for all of us, you know, as I can't imagine, you know, how was that like, you know, transitioning into that role in a really difficult time. Tell me what that was like. Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, 
was in the interim role, you know, kind of pre-COVID and then mm. fairly quickly, um, you know, COVID was those was the world that we were living in. So it was a really, as you said, really complex, challenging time for all of us. Uh, it was a really interesting time to be a novice leader as you're trying yeah. to navigate some completely uncharted territory. So, um, in some ways I didn't know much of anything else. So there was something maybe good about that. Um, I mean, of course, from the bedside perspective, I knew how things were changing, but, um, it was such a, you know, we have to address these things as they're coming up, you know, in the moment and like problem solve for the, for the time in front of us. So it was a pretty, pretty quick, you know, drinking from a fire hose, I think is what a lot of people say, right? And that's how it felt for sure. Um, but in some ways it's, and in some ways it still feels that way. Like in some ways, I don't know that if I had become a leader at a different time, if that had, if that would have mm-hmm. changed or if it just maybe the, um, what's, I don't want to, like the momentousness of it would mm-hmm. have felt maybe different because it wasn't in this experience of a pandemic, but I do think there probably would have been some of that regardless. So yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it probably served you well a little bit to to have our, like just kind of jumped into that role and like have that kind of momentum and motivation. And then you hit yeah. it with this big wave and you're like, okay, we're going yeah. <laughs> to going. Like, we're gonna figure is, this out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure it does give, you know, just knowing the, the patient population and, and the nurses there probably gave them a lot of solace too, to be like, all of these things are changing, but we have this one constant that knows, you know, what's going on. Was it, it was yeah. the, it was the nurse manager position, correct? Not the in- assistant manager. Correct. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Awesome. Are there different, have you learned in the last few years, have you changed the, your style of management mm. at all? Do you feel like there are different styles of management and there's one that's worked better than That's a really others? great question. That's a really good question. There absolutely are different styles, right? I think we can probably you can look at yeah. your own leadership team and see <laughs> and hopefully you know for good or for you know see some diversity in the styles because there's obviously benefits um yeah. to all of them um in different capacities and in different ways, but um I certainly, I think we say this a lot, but nursing and healthcare in general is such a team sport. And mm-hmm. I think I really, um, not to take that analogy too far, but really view my role as that of coach. You know, I think there's yeah. a lot of different kinds of coaching that happens at the leadership level, looking at um, educators or practice specialists or whoever. But I think that mm-hmm. that is also true for the manager role. And I think really, as I had mentioned for me, it was an opportunity to continue to drive patient care forward through kind of that mentoring and coaching mentality mm-hmm. and view that I had first seen really as a preceptor. Um, yeah. and then taking it to the kind of to the next level where I'm also engaged in, in hiring people. And again, having some more of those crucial conversations, but with the focus of let's coach us all to be better and how can we yeah. continue to grow? So that's, that's how I approach it. And I think, um, you know, that growth mindset and that, that mentality is really what helps me be successful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, the focus now is not just, you know, your patient is really the unit as a whole, you know, and like how it's functioning as a whole and bringing in good people and, and just, 
you know, managing other people. I mean, that's yeah. just, that's, that's the whole, that's the whole rigmarole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> rigmarole, exactly. So, yeah. but I think there's, as to your point, there's different, um, you know, you try to tap into different, um, kind of different pieces of yourself, right? Because if I'm in a mm. finance meeting, you know, the advocacy in that space looks like one thing. Whereas if I'm talking to um, a new team member that, you know, that kind of advocating for them and their growth looks different. So, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, tapping into different parts of yourself to assume different roles. I mean, you have, you know, your primary responsibilities as a nurse manager, you, do you feel like you wear a lot of hats or do you feel like it's just one hat that has a lot of, you know, different purposes or That's a like good how, question. how is it, how is your role defined? Do you feel like, or yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it's so many things, honestly, but I think that's an interesting way to think about it, right? Is it that this one big hat or all these, you know, different, <laughs> yeah, is like, it a 10 gallon hat? Yeah, or is it most <laughs> different exactly. I think, um, in some ways it does feel like a 10 gallon hat. I kind of like that. I think, um, yeah. you know, there's, there's just so many pieces that do roll up and I'm, you know, different organizations. It may be, it may look different to different places, but I think, um, I'm someone who, and I think a lot of leaders have a lot of, you know, hopefully you have a lot of interests, right? And so as the manager, I get to plug into all of them, which is a good and a bad thing, right? <laughs> so yeah. I like that I'm able to be involved um, in the quality work. I get to help um, partner mm-hmm. with our education specialist on different um, education opportunities and, and precepting and all of those things. I'm also, as I mentioned, in finance meetings and talking about those things I'm talking about staffing and hiring. So it's really pretty all encompassing. I can't, you know, I, I'm trying to think of what's an area that I, and my engagement might look like, you know, different levels at different times, depending on what the need is or what's going on. But there isn't necessarily a, a corner of it that I don't interact with, which, Mm -hmm. which I do like, I mean, it's, you know, it's always interesting. It's always new. There's great opportunity to be, to have an impact, which I think is also really powerful. And one of the, one of the great things, but, um, but it can also be a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause you're, you are, and like you said, you have different engagement for different, you know, based on what the priorities of the unit are and what you need, you know, you have your your hands in a variety of different things, but delving in probably, you know, you have to prioritize your time. Yeah. I'm sure. Like, what is that? I mean, how, how do you, are you able to delegate things or do you feel like there, a lot of things fall on you to do? That's a great question. Um, a little bit of both and probably. (laughs) So I think that it's impossible to do everything and, and working on delegating is critical. And I think that that's a hard skill, I think. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's, you know, me as a nurse or just me as Katie or, you know, (laughs) yeah, exactly. In that it's, you know, it's, you want to get all those things done. You want to be able to do it to the best of, you know, your ability and, and really owning all of that. And like I said, realizing that there's um, one person. And so, really trying to partner with, um, either other members of the leadership team or, um, as you mentioned, other leaders such as like Clint fours or Clint threes, mm-hmm. um, even, you know, 
Clint too. Like no one's, you know, if there's someone who has a passion, I think that's part of the coaching piece too, is how can we work together? Not that it's a, and, but is this Mm -hmm. something that you're interested in? Is this something that you want to be involved in? And how can I help, help support that? Because ultimately going back to this idea of like diversity of styles and ideas, the more people we can get involved, the better. I certainly don't have all the ideas and I quite frankly, don't want to, (laughs) right? Like let's, how can we all partner together? Um, but, but delegating is hard, you know, there's so many asks and I also want to be, um, you know, a great support and drive things forward for the team. So managing all juggling all of that. Yeah. And I'm sure it's, it's a hard, it's a hard time to have the resources to delegate too, because you also need, you know, and a time with frequent rotation and, and nurses coming in and out and, you know, figuring out what they want to do. You have new people coming in and, and, you know, older people, you know, going on to the next thing. And so exactly, I'm sure it's hard to sometimes find those, those, those people. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, and making sure it's something that's, you know, can help fill their bucket too, you know, and trying to approach it from that angle. So, yeah. I'm sure there are situations where you're like, okay, this needs to be done, but do I have somebody to do it? And is there's too much on this person's plate? You know, what can be, what can, what's a long-term goal? What's a short-term goal? Exactly. Exactly. And, and considering all those things. And then, you know, is it something that I just need to own or, you know, what, what else can we restructure? Um, and to your point, I think, um, you know, coming out of COVID in some ways, some of what we lost is, during that time was the ability to be involved in different projects and things that I think, at least for me as a bedside nurse, mm-hmm. it was great to have that diversity in, in my day and to be able to be involved in some different things. Um, yeah. So trying to get back to that. Um, yeah. And again, in that way, that's like supportive. Yeah. We're, we're seeing that too, where it's like, okay, we let these committees kind of fall to the wayside in order to make space for all things COVID. And now it's like time to like try to expand again and like, okay, what can we do to like build those committees back up again? And how can we like really expand on our units and, you know, get back? How do we get back? Exactly. Before. I know. And like, what are the things that we want to bring back right away? And then what are those things that like that actually like rest in peace, like what? (laughs) (laughs) Better off. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or like, let's, let's do that different because there was opportunity. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, there are so many things that COVID kind of enlightened and probably highlighted and then, you know, but there was a lot of problem solving that went involved. That was, that took place over the last two years. I think it really showed us how, how well we can think on our feet. Totally. Coming up with policies and... I know. I always just... I will never forget what email felt like in those couple of, you know, (laughs) early... Those early weeks. I mean, it's still, but it was... That was... I mean, unbelievable. So... It was just constant, constant change. Yes. Yes. So... I have a little... I have a folder that I would put all my COVID updates, like, in this folder. Yes, same. It was, like, once a week... And so it became a tracker for how long COVID had been going on for me because I had like, you know, 52 emails, this like weekly thing. I'm like, okay, COVID's been going on for a year. And now I have like 150 like in there. Yeah. And you're just like, 
uh, sad face. <laughs> it's yeah. awful. I know. Yeah. Now it kind of is more like a, you know, this is what's going on with the hospital, but yeah, not as much COVID, COVID yeah. which, you know, good thing. Are you guys yeah. seeing a lot out where you are? No, I have to say, you know, we continue the, the pediatric um, numbers were just not um, what, oh, what yeah. they had been for the adult world. I will say we're seeing some other mm-hmm. viral stuff now that um, schools in session and things, we're really oh, yeah. seeing some high numbers and really preparing for the upcoming respiratory season, whether it's, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it may, all the number of things that it could be, but that's kind of what we're focusing on right now. We'll be right back to our interview. Grab a cup of coffee, but don't go anywhere because we want to talk to you about our podcast partner, American Mobile. No matter your specialty, American Mobile has endless travel nursing opportunities. With the largest clinical team of all staffing agencies, American Mobile is ready to support you in achieving your career goals. To learn more about the benefits of American Mobile, like higher earning potential, premium health coverage, and 401k matching, Make sure to visit AmericanMobile.com to speak with a recruiter. Again, visit AmericanMobile.com to discover your next travel nursing adventure. Now back to the show. I want to kind of walk through your day. Can you map out your day for me start to finish? I mean, what, so we get an idea of like, you know, what you do focus on. Cause a lot of times we see as floor nurses, we see the nurse manager in the morning kind of do their rounds and, and check in on everybody. And then, you know, for the rest of the day you're in meetings or, you know, so yes. map out your day for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I totally, that's a lot of, for better, for worse, how, you know, kind of the, the way it goes. Um, and every day, of course, every day is, is different. Um, mm. but, uh, certainly there's a general structure, right? I think for myself, um, a typical day would include coming in. We do some morning huddles with our team, um, in terms of who's coming in, who's going out, where the sticky spots might be and just try to problem solve for those early on in the day. Um, do a, a lap, you know, kind of, as you said, check in and see mm-hmm. that everything's getting st- off to a good start. Um, and then it does, I think, quickly become kind of meeting focused. And that could be um, mm-hmm. either more unit based projects or opportunities or initiatives that are happening. Um, it could be uh, system based things such as, um, yeah. you know, looking at staffing as the organization or um, mm-hmm. different other projects, things like that. Um, and then we will, you know, so it's really that managing email is the whole nother piece that I am still trying to figure out, yeah. you know, of keeping track of all the things that are coming in and trying to get everyone plugged into the resources and answers, um, mm-hmm. that they, that they need. Um, I try to do an afternoon, um, rounding in the unit, um, is a little bit more of my intentional rounding time where mm-hmm. as people are, um, you know, either making sure there's good lunch coverage, um, or once that's usually when the chaos of the morning has simmered a bit. So people are more available. If I, you know, I can sit down and, and chat and actually have more meaningful conversations with people about what's going on or what they need, um, in their room and things like that. So, um, so yeah, I know I hate to say that it's just a lot of meetings, but I don't think that perception is totally wrong. <laughs> you know, I think there is a lot of time that's spent um in that collaboration and advocacy yeah. um 
Yeah. Well, and when so, you're and then, overseeing so many things, you know, that just makes sense. Yeah, exactly. But certainly, um, I check in with our charge nurses a ton just to see, you know, how things are going, how the day is moving, how does the night look, those pieces. Um, some days that means coming in early or staying late, mm-hmm. um, trying to get consistently get some time with, with night shift and still balancing the asks that happen during mm-hmm. the day um, and all those things. What are your normal hours look like? Yeah. Um, I will typically try to arrive sometime between eight and nine is usually, um, like a typical, and then I'll be here until usually five or six. But again, if I'm, um, really wanting to, I try to see night shift at least once a week. And so, mm-hmm. um, which is always room for improvement. I, I even feel bad that it's only once a week, but, um, it can be a tough thing to balance. So, yeah. um, coming in then around, you know, five or six or staying until, 10 or 11, um, to get some of that time with, with night shift and make sure I'm checking in with them and have an opportunity to hear what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, we talk a lot about work-life balance on here, you know, with all different, it's just ever present in, in nursing and you know, that doesn't sleep for nurse managers either. You know, I'm sure you, you probably get, you know, you have to take work home with you more Mm -hmm. so I think in some circumstances than, than shift work. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's different, right? Like I certainly as a bedside nurse would go to sleep, you know, thinking like, okay, what did I forget? And you know, you wake up and you're like, oh gosh, like, did I do that thing? Or how's that patient doing? Like certainly, um, would have those things. And, but I have found it's, it's different because it's not, you know, directly related to how's my patient doing. Um, it, you know, it's a little bit more, how's the team doing? And Mm -hmm. I certainly take that home with me a lot, especially I think in our current times. I mean, this, even just this weekend, you know, making sure people have what they need, what can I do to support, um, in the evenings, you know, people will certainly reach out as I want them to, you know, to help troubleshoot different things that come up. So the, the work-life balance piece can be a challenge. Yeah. So absolutely. What have you, what do you feel like helps in those situations? Like help, help that work-life balance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one piece that is helpful for me is, um, kind of sharing, like identifying a a person on call and kind of sharing Mm -hmm. that amongst our leadership team. Okay. Um, I will always be, you know, if, unless I'm like on PTO or something where it's like, I'm really unavailable, you know, could certainly always be second call if I'm not first, but it is helpful to have some of that first call responsibility mm-hmm. shared. Um, just so then I can create a little bit of that distance. I'm a big yeah. proponent in like, you got to put your own oxygen mask on first, <laughs> you know? And yeah. I mean, I say that to our team. I, you know, I, I really think we all need to take that to heart, but it can be really hard. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, We just actually finished a two series on nurse resilience. And that was one of the biggest things is, you know, we as nurses are, you know, geared towards taking care of others. And it's really hard to kind of shift the focus on ourselves and make sure that we're being taken care of. But that's what, that's where burnout happens is when, you know, you have so much time and effort going into other people and then you leave nothing for yourself. And so, I mean, making sure that you're taken care of and 
that you're filling your own cup. I mean, that ultimately ends up you to give better patient care. You are more of a team, you know, totally it's yeah. It, and that that's for everybody all the way up the chain. Exactly. Exactly. I know it's, you know, if I'm spent, for example, if I spent all weekend thinking about staffing and worried about staffing and then I come in, mm-hmm. you know, Monday morning and I'm, you know, thinking about these other issues or things that were challenged by it's, it's harder to bring my creativity and, and my full empathy to those situations. Right. And I think yeah. it's, like you said, it's true from, for every single one of us. So, yeah. When, when you see, see for me, I, I am also terrible. I'm terrible at delegating. I'm not good at it at all. I need to be better at it. But, um, I think if I was in a management position and I saw the unit really short, I think it would be really hard for me to not try to get in there and do like little tasks and things, because I'm sure you have to kind of take a step back and be like, I can't be there in that way because I have to be like the over overseeing role. Does that, does that ring true for you? It rings so true. And it's so hard because again, like I loved being bedside, right? So like I love, and I'm such a, like, I'm an extrovert. I'm a social bug. Like if I sit in my office for too long, I'm like, all right, I got to get out and see like, where are the people at? Let me go check in and how's everyone (laughs) doing. And so for me, for sure, I think, you know, if things are busy, I'm I love being out on the unit and I love Mm -hmm. helping out and I love listening for lunches and doing all those things. Um, And then when I, it's just finding that balance because it can be so hard too, right? Because there's, if I have deadlines I have to respond to that directly relate to um, needs of the unit, I need to also pay attention to those things. And so I, you know, want to, want to do it all. And sometimes it's, you can't, and it's just, those are challenging days, of course. Yeah. You just have to learn. It's just a learning process of of figuring out where, you know, where, where your role really lands. Yeah. And, and that prioritization looks different on different days. Right. And so I think there's, you know, trying to, um, honor that, but, Mm -hmm. um, again, I just, you know, if we could just all duplicate ourselves, it'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Just an extra somebody to do charge and somebody to precept. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Are there, what, can you highlight some of your favorite parts of nurse management? Some of your favorite parts of the job? Yeah. Yeah. I, as I said, I love, um, I can become a nurse because of patients and patient care. And so I love, um, being able to, influence that and help support that, even though I'm not, um, happy, you know, I'm not at that intersection of, of care delivery. Um, but again, I really see that through support and, and mentorship of nurses and making sure that our team has the tools and resources they need to, to be the best and most accessible yeah. that they can be. So I think the highlights for me are just connecting with people and, um, and being able to set them up for success. And so, and that can look like different things for different people. Right. So, um, one day that might be, you know, hands-on in the room and one day that might be having like a great conversation and Mm. pushing them to the next thing or creating opportunities, you know, to drive work forward. Um, I can think of like one nurse, for example, is really excited about spearheading, um, our new, a new resiliency initiative in the unit. And so how do I help? Yeah, exactly. And so how do I help get some resources, 
you know, plugged into that and, and those kinds of things. So that's what I really love is like those human connections and, and yeah. making all that um, possible. Which yeah. Is great. I'm sure it's really satisfying to see, you know, those kind of accomplishments or to like kind of be able to look at the horizon and like, look like what's, what could be possible for. Yes, for the exactly. Unit. I love how you say that. Cause I do think as we continue to emerge from this kind of COVID situation, right. Of looking at that horizon. Exactly. I mm-hmm. totally feel that way about it. Of like, okay, this is where we're going. And I know we're not quite there yet, but how do yeah. we keep, you know, step-by-step step making our way over to there, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. What we talked a little bit about this, but um, just on the flip side, what are some of the the most difficult parts of the job you think? um, I know we kind of talked about delegating and things, but where have you felt like, you know, the biggest challenges lie? Yeah, I think um, defining what a successful day looks like is Mm. just so hard. So, you know, when I was bedside, I had my, you know, brain or your you know, your sheet or whatever, um, you called it. And I just loved crossing off like labs yeah. done, x-ray done, <laughs> right. bath and linen done. And that does not exist yeah. for me anymore. It's all task oriented, <laughs> you know, you can complete yeah. tasks. Exactly. So and, and of course, nursing is so much more than just those tasks. Right. But like that, yeah. there was such status as a list maker, there was such satisfaction in being able to do that and, you know, getting your patient all tucked in and being like, okay, yeah. that, and not every shift looked that way, but it felt really good when it did. Yeah. Um, and that is just, does not exist. I have, I should say, <laughs> I haven't found out how to do that yet. If anybody knows, um, please let me know because I would love to hear, but, um, that's the hard part of just, you know, so how do I, you know, trying to figure out how to simulate that, right? Is it, okay, these are the three or five things I need to get done today. Plus, you know, a couple rounds in the unit and checking in on this person. Um, maybe that's what, Tuesday's success looks like and maybe Wednesday's success is a little bit different but um I think that's the hard thing and none of the problems are usually solved in a day so also having that really like long taking the long view on it yeah again kind of the horizon point right of like okay here we you know step by step we're we're getting there and, and holding on to those things I could see, I had never thought about that before because I'm also such a task oriented. Like I, you know, we are, we just actually bought a house and, um, so thank you. Thank you. But just thinking about, you know, the tasks that we have to get done and like, if I can't just get this one thing done or, you know, it just like moves into something else or like you find one problem and then you find another problem and it just like really bogs you down in somebody that's very task oriented. And I can imagine how difficult that could be, you know, transitioning to a role where it's kind of just this, this long, you know, consistent like progress, you know, or one step forward, two steps back, kind of like, where are we on this? And it's just like a gradual progression as opposed to like getting things done. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. And then, you know, just in the current state of nursing, right? Like there are some like big, I think, philosophical questions that we are, you know, encountering as a profession. And so, um, you know, being engaged in that work and then, you know, again, just focusing on, on progress and how do we, how are we going to get to where we want to be? Um, how do we sustain this great work that we do and, yeah. and what does that look like? And I think some of those, 
you know, really big questions also. Um, and not that it's unique to managers. I think we're all engaged in that, but I think I can only speak for myself, but feel a little bit of a different pressure in some of those questions too, because I do feel incredibly responsible for this team and for the work that we do and for this unit. So kind of carrying, carrying the weight of that too. Yeah. I'm sure there's, there's a whole nother weight underneath getting all of these things done. And it's how is the, the, uh, temperament of the unit, you know, and how, how is, how is everybody doing, you know, as, as a nursing whole in our profession, we're all very strained, you know, and you you have all of these tasks that you want to get done and goals and things for the unit, but it's, it's a big weight that seems to be getting heavier on a less, um, on a less amount of people. Yeah. Precisely. It's a, it's, it's a difficult time, you know? Yeah. Are there things that you've learned over the last few years, like pitfalls, that you've like learned, you know, tips and tricks for people that may be starting out as nurse management. It's still in this climate that we're in, you know, we're still in COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have this one example that comes to mind. It was, I was like brand new in the interim role and it was kind of like my first night, like alone (laughs) as like the leader on the unit. So you knew something was going to happen. Right. So (laughs) I had this really, um, this really kind of tough, I have this really tough conversation with a parent. Um, Mm. and I was trying to balance, you know, I had been asked to go in by a nurse who I actually had started with. So it was someone who, you know, was also a friend. And so I really wanted to have her back. And then this parent Mm. was escalated and kind of navigating, navigating through that. Um, and I think some in that, that I learned, and I'm grateful I learned this really early on, but kind of going back to that authenticity piece, Mm. I think in that conversation, um, in some ways I was trying to do what I thought the role should do. And Mm. I was, I had kind of, I think lost a little bit perspective of what I Katie English thought was there, you know, to do. And so, um, ultimately we you know, that night was a difficult conversation, but the next day I went back in, touched base with the family again, touched base with the nurse. And ultimately it, we were able to resolve it, which I was grateful for, mm-hmm. but I certainly learned early that like to stay true to myself, to stay true to, um, what like my, my core values, yeah. um, rather than maybe getting caught up in what I thought I should do, mm. um, because of the title, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that was, I think, one pitfall is not getting blindsided by the kind of shoulds, but really mm-hmm. staying true to who you are, um, as that's kind of what got you to where you, got you to where you right. are, right? And so staying, staying, making sure to stay true and honest to that. So yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I mean, you were put in that position for a reason because right. of the work that you and the person that you already are. And exactly. So like assuming trying to be somebody else or assuming a role. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see how that could be a challenge for a yeah. lot of people, a lot of managers. Yeah, I think especially as you're starting out, because you're like, at least for me, right? It was like, okay, you know, let's let's show that I've earned this this responsibility. Mm-hmm. But again, it's you know, not getting caught up kind of in the mask. So yeah, do you feel like you've changed the way that you've had difficult conversations for like for families and staff? too? I mean, do you, 
is that really something that you just try to implement? Just, you know, being yourself and on the authentic, does that really, that's what gets you through those conversations? I think it does help a lot because, you know, I think it's knowing yourself and like knowing your strengths, right? So for myself, I know that I'm a, I'm an empathetic listener, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. something that I'm able to bring. And so one that also helps me in those conversations, because often they just want to be listened to. And so it's maybe it's kind of a a, a cheap win. But it's also I think something that, you know, I I'm able to do. So I often say, like, find, play your strengths, you know, Mm -hmm. and like use use those skills, because it also is going to be the part that that comes more naturally. And so when you're in kind of those high stakes, high stress situations, you're able to, to just to be a little bit more rather than trying to be so, um, so what I'm looking for, almost like active or like trying to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, so that I think can be helpful. Um, but I mean, of course there's plenty of, you know, really difficult situations and conversations that have to happen. And I certainly don't walk out of all of them feeling stellar, you know, but, um, again, I think it goes back to that, that values piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure the the more that you are in the role, the more confident you become, you know, in handling those situations. It, there's difficult conversations that have to be had in all aspects of yeah. nursing. I mean, you you get totally you get a little bit of um, ex- well, you get a lot of experience in the ICU. You know, having difficult conversations with patients and families and. You know, so I'm sure that just kind of ends up bleeding into, you know, other aspects and then with staff and, and all of that. Yeah. But to your point, I mean, certainly they start, you know, at the bedside with, you know, with bedside nurses, you know, having engaging in first of all, just being in that space all the time. Like that's, that's so much harder. I, you know, I fully believe I'm happy to go in and have a conversation with a family, um, because at the end of the day, I, you know, I'm not the one in there with, so if it's better for me to go in and, and have a conversation, mm-hmm. like that's my role, like, and I'm happy to do that, you know, and yeah. support the team that way and, and to support the family that way. But, um, you know, in terms of getting us to where, to where we need to be, but having difficult conversations, is just like anything else. It takes practice, you know, mm-hmm. and it just, the more you do it, it's not that they're ever like, you know, no big deal, but it does, it does get easier the more you practice that skill like anything else. Yeah. Are there, are there certain characteristics, um, that you think if there's somebody that's interested in nurse managing or somebody that's new to nurse managing and they're just, you know, trying to keep their head above water, are there tips or tricks or characteristics that you've found have kind of served you well or that would make a good nurse manager? Yeah. Um, I think some of the things that come to mind are, for example, you know, being able to like, you do have to, I think to be successful in a leadership role, it's well worth your time to do some kind of self self work, right? Mm -hmm. Like you got to know, know your strengths, know your values. Like it is worth the time to, kind of sit with yourself and think through those things. Cause I, they can be guiding principles, you know, identifying why you're, you're in this work and doing what you're doing. Cause again, on those days, it really does 
that's your foundation, right? Mm -hmm. There's going to be really hard days and like that you need to have that foundation in place again, because your team is going to look to you, right? And you're, you know, it's, we're all in this together, but you know, as that coach, you want to be able to really, to, to lend that how you can. Um, so I think those are some of those things, but again, then I think honestly it, there's different styles and different ways of doing it, but I think that you have to be, you know, flexible. There's so much that this role is so amorphous. I think that's another thing. Like Mm. as things come up, COVID is a perfect example, right? Like overnight people were having to do things and create practices and policies out of nothing. And so you have to be willing and able to do that. Um, and so some of that creativity, and I think just really having that team, team focus, you don't have to be an extrovert, you know, but you do have to be committed to the team. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of things that come to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the managers that have always stuck out to me are the ones that uh, are so invested. You can tell they're so invested in their, in their team. And you're right. They, they do feel like a coach, you know, they check in with their nurses and, you know, they guide you where you need to, how you can be better. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, um, socialization, like, or like a, uh, you know, relationship building and that goes, that goes into that and like making sure that your team feels heard and amidst having all of these other responsibilities, like, you know, I really like the fact that you, you try and be present in afternoons, you know, having those conversations. I think that's super important and it makes the nurses feel like heard and that they have a relationship with their, with their managers. Yeah, absolutely. I know. And it's and the nature of our work is hard. Like it's it can be mm-hmm. tricky, right? Because even I mean, whether I think no matter what kind of care environment you're in, you are plugged into your patients, you're bouncing around to different rooms, you're doing all these different things, it can be hard. And so I think, um, you know, I certainly have tried to f- develop different modalities and ways to connect with team members, because you want it, like they want to know me just like I want to know them. I think I certainly wanted to know my leaders and my managers because yeah. again, that relationship is just so much stronger when we are that healthy team. Yeah. And so I think those are some of the other unique challenges related to nursing specifically in terms of, of team development and, and keeping um, leadership, not feeling like they're on this other, yeah. you know, in this other space. Right. It's really important work. Yeah. I, you made me think of this one uh, circumstance with one of the managers that he was the manager of, of the unit for like 30 years and he had just retired. But, um, when I was first starting off on the unit, it was an ICU and, um, it was my very first code ever. And it was Mm. a young guy and he reminded me of my brother and it was like the worst. I mean, some codes like, you know, are going to happen this one was not, we didn't know that was going to happen. And it was a really ugly code and he ended up passing away. And like, Mm. it was my first one that I ever had. And, um, I remember like I had already been a nurse for like, you know, six, seven years, but you know, I I was just kind of in a different headspace. And I just remember my nurse manager was like, do you want to go on a walk? Like, do you want to walk with me? (laughs) And I was like, 
I actually, I didn't take him up on it and I wish I had, cause I was just trying to like, I mean, I felt very supported by, by my preceptors and everything I had. I ended up like taking some time to myself, but like just the fact that he saw me in that mm-hmm. moment and it was, I was a new nurse on that unit and you know, that like really stuck out to me. It will always, you know, I'll always remember that and like how I really appreciated that. It's like that human touch, right? That like human connection. And I think that that's like, look at nursing, look what we do, right? Like, and just, and that is, you know, whether it's patient care or reaching out to your team member or, or however, I hope, you know, certainly to foster that as a leader too. Yeah. Well, your unit is very lucky to have you. And I'm (laughs) so happy that we could finally do this conversation. I know. (laughs) I agree. I agree. It's been great to talk and I'm grateful to have the opportunity to, to share some insights and, and highlights. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I think we're going to wrap it up here. It was such a pleasure. Thank you again. That brings us to the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in to nursing uncharted. To learn more about today's episode, make sure to explore the show notes at AmericanMobile.com slash NursingUncharted. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a guest. If you're a nurse interested in traveling, visit AmericanMobile.com to explore the largest database of travel nursing jobs in the industry and the amazing benefits that American Mobile has to offer. Also, a special thanks to producer Jonathan Carey, assistant producers Katie Schrauben and Sam McKay, and Aiden Dykes for the music and editing. Until next time, take care of yourself.